2: to the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. and uh, we are here today talking about a topic that um, a lot of people in this day and time will think is
3: strange
2: um, about a woman um, being called righteous in the Bible and we want to talk about it because I think we need to know that um, we can be have made a lot of mistakes in our lives but God can use us, and God can turn our life around and make us a new person. So we're going to be talking about the strange women of the Bible um, up until next week. Uh, This week we're talking about Rahab, Uh, Rahab and um, the Lord used her mightily, and she submitted to uh, the will of God, and so we want to talk about how she Came through along with her family and was saved through uh, some of the events that were occurring at her time. So we want to talk about it again. We're on the Kingdom Monday, and we're talking about strange women of the Bible. And our topic for this week is Rahab. And I am Rev. Dr. Donaghy, and we have our co-host with us, Minister Belinda McKenzie. Minister Gloria Vasquez, and uh, our dear sister Jacqueline Rogers. And so we're going to get started without any further delay. May I ask that uh, Minister Gloria, can you open us up in prayer?
0: Yes, good morning. Uh, Father God, we praise you and we thank you, dear God, for this time together. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for having us to be once again, dear God, uh, to be able to receive your word, dear God, that we may be transformed by it, dear God, and thank you, dear Lord, for giving us faith, Father God, for uh, your Holy Spirit that equips us, Father God, and, and uh, by your grace, Lord, you give us the faith, Father God, to be able to believe, to have our confidence in your faithfulness, Father God, to be able to understand your faithfulness in now. Uh, to live day by day, overcoming, dear God, because not because of what we do, but because of who you are and what you do. And we thank you, Lord God, that you've chosen us today to be here to receive your word in Jesus' name.
3: Amen.
2: Amen. Bless the Lord. Um, so, before we um, start, I want to just give a little summary here that um, in the we're in the book of Joshua. Uh, Joshua has been installed as the uh, next in line servant of the Lord after the death of Moses. And so he commissioned uh, 12 uh, to go out into Canaan, uh, the promised land that the Lord wanted them to possess. And as they are going out as spies in the land, as they were called by the um, people of that of Canaan at that time, Uh, they run into um, someone who's called a harlot in the Bible by the name of Rahab. So I just wanted to give you a brief summary there as we start off um, in the book of Joshua 2, reading about uh, what happens at this time when they go out into the land of Canaan. So verse 1, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, and go through the land. Um, so uh, there were two men that actually went out into the land, and uh, even Jericho. And they went out and came into an harlot's house named Rahab, and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, "Behold, there came men in hither to." Th- uh, to night of the children of Israel to search out the country, and the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they become to search out all the land, all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them, and said thus: There came men unto me, but I was not whence they were. Went whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. And whither the men went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house, and hid them with the stalks and flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them. The way to the Jordan unto the fords, and as soon as they which were gone out, and they shut the gate, and before they were laid down, she came up into them, uh, unto them unto them upon the roof, and she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon you, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea, for you were uh, you when ye came out of Egypt. and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites and were, uh, uh, were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, or... Our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now, therefore, I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed your kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto me, unto my Father's house, and give me a true token and that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours. If ye utter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. And she let them down by the cord through the window, for her house was up on the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall, and she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days, until the pursuers be returned. And afterwards, may ye go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us wear. Behold, when we come into the land, that thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou dost let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren, all the father's, thy father's household, home unto thee. And it shall be that whatsoever, whosoever shall go out of the doors of the house into the street his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless, and whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us swear uh, us to swear. And and she said, According unto thy word, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. And they went and came unto the mountain and abode the there three days until the pursuers were. And the pursuers saw them through all the way, but found them not. So the two men returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came to Joshua the son of Nun and told him all things that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, Truly, the Lord hath delivered un- into our hands all the land for all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. So uh, I have read uh, Joshua chapter 2, and, of course, there's more to go in Joshua chapter 3 and other scriptures in the Bible. And we're going to talk about that as we uh, go into uh, this Chapter 2, and talk about what was really strange about Rahab. Now, and still to be used by God, still to uh, be considered as a righteous woman in the eyes of God. Because now, here it is, we have these men that are coming to her, and they're looking for uh, the two men, the two spies that have come into the country to spy out to spy it out so that Israel can come in and overtake it. And one of the things she did, first of all, she lied to those men, um, which is we are not to do. We're not supposed to tell lies. Another thing that she did was that uh, she was called a harlot. And that is something that's not favorable in the eyes of God as well. Now, the other part is, is that She's not of the tribe of Israel, uh but yet she has some um possible lineage ties, okay, so let's look at um uh to uh, this uh what we have read, and let's talk about what was it that turned her life around um Minister Gloria, let's start with you
0: well um what turned her life around was um, She knew about the God of Israel I'm just going to put this uh, Microphone a little higher so you can hear me um, She knew about the God of Israel And uh, She even said to the spies That her people Had a fear, and a terror uh, Of these uh uh, of these uh, of these spies because of their God. Uh, all along, you know, the Lord had been uh, just doing miracles for Israel, protecting them, fighting for them. And word had gotten around. And uh, the word had apparently gotten to this area also. And so wherever the people heard that the Israelites were coming, they had a terror uh, because of the God of Israel. And so you're asking, you know, what what is it that turned uh, Rahab's life around was her faith uh, in the God of Israel. They knew that Israel had success. <clears throat> Excuse me, they had military success uh, wherever they went. And um, they had heard about the things that the Lord had done for them, miraculous things, the parting of the seas and, uh, you know, uh, All the things that the Lord had done for them. So uh, the word had gotten around, and uh, even their enemies knew that the stories were true, and uh, they now feared the Lord of Israel.
2: Amen. That is so true. Um, Her faith was just absolutely uh, certain at that time because she believed in that God of Israel and she also believed what she had heard about what the God of Israel had done um, for the Israelites prior to them coming into the area. Um me, uh, Belinda, please share what the Lord has given you in that area.
4: Uh, I agree with Sister Gloria. She had, you know, she had heard about the miracles and the things that God had done for his people. So, I mean, when you hear these stories, and then, you know, there's people that heard them and didn't believe, you know, still rebelled and didn't accept, you know, God's people. But she had a a comfort too to go ahead and and believe it, you know, and that's faith. You know, when you hear something and uh, you know that it's real, you know, the stories are real, then you have the opportunity to either believe it or not but she chose to believe. So that set in motion to her for to go and help these men. And you know, when you say that even like, because she was a harlot, uh, a lot of times your position or the status that somebody that's put on you still doesn't determine what you're going to believe or not. Even a harlot can have faith. And because she set that emotion and she helped them, it, it changed her 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 whole setting. Later, it would change it. So you know, it it, it puts like a a precedent that if you look at the a character of God, you know, he doesn't limit people by uh, a reputation or a status. It's by what. The faith that you have, you know, what you're believing in, your mindset, can change your environment, can change your status. And God, because it did for her. And when you uh, say looking at strange women, you know, uh, you look at the whole spirit of God, the people that he he changed their lives. What was the the uh, the status on them? You know, some of them were murderers. Some of them was liars. Um, once in a a, uh, a a Sunday school setting, uh, a, a missionary lady had come. I don't know, he's from Africa or somewhere, and she was talking on some of her. Uh, uh, Different things that she went through, the things that she saw, and there was on a story where you know about lying, and I remember the lady said, "Well, you know, you're not supposed to lie," and I remembered Arab, if I'm saying her name right, uh, you know she lied, and so I said, "I think there is a time to lie," and they all looked at me, you know, real funny. And I said, I remember a story, and this is a real story, about Africa. When they had those two tribes set against each other, and there was a great genocide that they had. And neighbors, the children and people that grew up with each other, wind up killing their neighbors. And this young girl survived. Her whole family died. But a man took a group of people that were running, petrified, you know, they were going to map the bodies everywhere in the street and everything. And he hid him in their home, his home. They were all in their shower, And uh, people came to the door. And because of his reputation, you know, they honored that. And he said, no, there's nobody here. And this young lady tells her the fear she had. Because she heard them hollering her voice out in the in in. Outside. Now, she said they said her name repeatedly. This is a spirit. But to be singling her out and all how they know that she's not living. And she said they, I think they came back and they went to come in and they almost got near the bathroom, but they they were uh, summoned out. And she was given, um, what do you call it? A asylum in United States. And she held this in her heart and then this man came, a Holocaust survivor, to this classroom. And she said he told of all his family men massacred, you know, through the gas chambers and all of that. And she said she never she felt nobody knew what she went through. The devastation and the loss. But when she heard this man, she said something inside of her, open. Uh, I don't know what, you know, God did. But she came up up to him after class and talked to him. And, you know, it was like something was released. So when I said that, I said, that man lied to save her life. And I said, if I was faced with that situation... Should I tell the people she's hidden in my house? I would lie, and I said Rahab did that, and that's all I said. I put the you know the question out. I don't think you you should lie just repeating a lie, but I think there's a time that a lie is justified, and you, you can give y'all give y'all input. 'Cause there's several times people lied in the Bible to protect people.
2: Um you know, I think when it becomes deceiving, um in the eyes of God is when it's going to be something that the Lord is going to uh probably not agree with, especially if it's in favor of yourself. Uh you she yes. was not selfish. She wasn't thinking about herself uh, so much as in the midst of it. She thought about it in a way. Um, now, she did think about the fact that her, what her end time, endpoint point would be if she did not possibly save him. We think she believed her faith was more so in favor of what the outcome would be for God. And the reason why I say that, I'm looking at uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it comes up says, by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believe not. She, when she mm-hmm. had received the spies, with
3: them.
2: so uh, her faith was such as is that they, she knew that she couldn't be harmed. In other words, and she believed she wasn't like the rest of them that uh, she was going to perish because her faith was so much right. that in this God that uh, she knows that if she stands on the side of God, then she
3: was going to live.
2: Okay. But Mm -hmm. if she had uh, went on to the other side, on the other hand, she knew that she was going to perish because she believed in God so much. She knew what he had Mm -hmm. done in the past. She knew that she would surely perish if she sided otherwise. So I believe that uh, what you're saying is true. She wasn't, uh, you know, sometimes we have uh, deception, and I'm not saying that um, we should go around lying. We should walk around making yeah. a purpose uh, to do so because no. we know that we are we we are perpetrating a fraud. We are are being deceiving yeah. people if we're walking around mm-hmm. and doing that. But I believe she had to make a choice decision at that time Please. to stand with God and against God. And, and she chose yeah. to stand in with God, and she, her faith, yeah. her fear was an awe of God. Um, yeah. Jack, uh, Sister Jacqueline, please share what the Lord has given you on uh, our topic today of Rahab. Uh, we've been reading the chapter of yeah. Joshua 2, and we have given a summary of, of what uh, had occurred up up until the time when Rahab, uh, you know, was faced with the spies and also the, the opposition that was coming to pursue the spies. Sister Jacqueline.
1: Okay. Yes. And um, please um, accept my apologies for um attending late. I had something had occurred right before the hour and I had to jump into it at oh. my home. I and, no, um, no problem. I mean, this is yes. just, uh, all a part of it. So uh, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Yes. <laughs> Um, for Rahab, as you were just saying, I, um, of course, you know, I, I didn't hear everything, but from what I just heard and what um, um, Minister um, Belinda was saying, there is a time when, you know, um, God will, it's not so much that he, he approves um, us not telling the truth or, or lying, per se, because that's what she pretty much did. But because of, like you said, what she had seen of the God of Israel and her faith, And not even uh, wasn't even her God that her people were worshiping, but she came to a a knowledge of how things were going on and what was being done and what the God of Israel had done. And to betray that God, she knew that wouldn't have been the smartest thing to do. And and her, her faith was in the fact that she knew that the God of Israel was powerful. And could overturn and do a many different things that she had was able to witness herself, and so she she thought not to betray that God and to um, bring harm to his people, so she told them, "You know, what have you go? I didn't see anything girl, or, or what have you, and there is a time that. And, and it's not mentioned often, but if God was going to put that in in the Bible for everyone to see what she had done, there has to be purpose behind it that he's using it for his glory, so not just to be done like you said, it was not just for her, it wasn't done selfishly, you know she was saving a people so it and 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 in, in that respect, you know God honored what it is that she had done because, as you know. She turns up, and she's in the lineage of Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: I I like the last point that you brought out about her uh, being a part of the coming of our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, Just as tomorrow was, as we spoke about last week, you know, uh, these women played a very important role in the coming of our Lord and Savior. Um, so let's talk about that How did Rahab uh, Get into that lineage How did she come to play uh, That role um, Let's let's go into Joshua chapter 3 And go a little bit more Further in depth And what happens after the spies Or get away And they return back to the tribe of Israel uh, The children of Israel and I'm I'm reading from verse 1, it said, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed, uh, they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there befo- before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God, and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there should be a space between you and it about two thousand feet by measure. Come now, uh, come not near unto it, and ye may know that, uh, sorry, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have passed this way there. there two four and Joshua said unto the people Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders hallelujah among you and Joshua spake unto the priest saying Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people and they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people and the Lord said unto Joshua this day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of our, all Israel, that they may know that I was uh, with Moses. So I will be with thee. And they shall command the priests, to hear the ark of the covenant, saying, Where ye are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. And this is just a process that uh, the Lord is, you know, that Israel is going through. They they wanted to, you know, they sanctify themselves so that the Lord was going to do wonders uh, for them, uh, that when they go to possess the land that uh, they were going to be fruitful in it, that it was going to come to pass. But um, let's look at specifically... i want I want to get to the part of when they go back into uh the land to possess it and what's going to happen so bear with me as I get there, or if someone else is there, you can go ahead and jump in. You don't have to wait for me. I believe it's in six uh seventeen through fifteen.
0: We're saying seventeen through what? Uh,
2: uh six um chapters six, seventeen through fifteen.
0: Can I read it? Sure. Yes, please. Okay. All right. Um all right, so uh, Joshua six seventeen, and the city shall be accursed, even it, and and all that are therein, to the Lord. Only Rahab, the, only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves. From the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed. When ye take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel accursed, and trouble it. But all the silver and gold, and the vessels of brass and iron, are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Um, uh, up to what verse did you want to go through? Please continue
2: to twenty-five please continue this to 25 to get so the, the people sorry okay
0: mm-hmm. so the people shouted when the priest blew with the trumpets and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpets uh, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city every man straight before him and they took the city And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox and sheep and ass with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house and bring out thence the woman and all that she has, as ye swear unto her. And the young men that were spies went in and bought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had. And they bought out all of her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. And they burnt the city with fire and all that was therein, only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and of iron, they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive. Her father's household and all that she had, and she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho.
2: Amen. Bless the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, Minister Belinda, what is what did you learn from that, or what did the Lord give you there? There There's so many things in.
3: this is
4: uh, I mean it changes the circumstances. Mhm.
3: Mhm.
4: You know, it 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 changed it. and because of yeah. her actions, what she did. Mhm. Yeah.
2: That's that's good because you know, one of the things is is that um have Again, you know, it's stated in Hebrews eleven thirty-one. she did not perish, nor did her family mm-hmm. uh, perish in yeah. this, because they kept their word, they both kept their oath and their covenant between each other. And the other mm-hmm. thing is, is that um, they took them to live in the midst of them after they had, yeah, uh, yeah after they had went through all of this, they took them to live in the midst of them, they were welcomed into the tribe of Israel. And so Rahab um, and all of that work, is like she she was cooked, is brand from the burning. You know, she wasn't left mm-hmm. there to suffer. You know, because mm-hmm. they could have saved her and the family and left them, Behind, not not even taking them into the fold, but they did. They took them into the fold, which was a blessing. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, and she,
4: then
2: she, she, yeah. Go
4: ahead. hmm She, her family was saved behind that. They weren't destroyed. They were given a uh, uh, homage to come inside of the fold of the Israelites, so that in itself. Mm-hmm. Was a blessing because Israel was blessed by God. And we know that anybody that, that got connected to him, you know, were blessed because of their blessings. You know, you think of Abraham and, and Lot. Lot was blessed by Abraham just because of his him being in the surrounding of, of Abraham. So being connected to them. You know, when you read that story, there's so much in there. There's one act of faith spared her life, not only her life, but her household's life. But well, then bring her out of that place into to like a covenant with them, the Israelites. So it changed, you know, you think of a person's circumstances. You know, receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you you go into a covenant. You are then a part of the family of God. That immediately opens doors to you. It brings salvation to your family because He said, "If one stands, He'll save the whole household."
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So you got salvation in there, not just for yourself or your family, and all those benefits. You can plead over your family and yourself. You know, it, it, it makes you think on one decision. That our decisions can turn, and for her, it's like God says, out of one is a nation. You have children, that's another, that's a nation. They have children. That's another nation. Then they have children. So that's your lineage, you know, that you're passing down the line. You look at the act of David when he repented after he had sinned. You know, it cost him something, but he still had that option to come out and change. So then it would bless his decision to do that would bless Solomon. When Solomon would get out of uh, 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 alignment of God, God reminded Solomon, "I will utter, not utterly destroy you because of the prayers your father prayed." So you think of that when we we have a a powerful thing being locked into that 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 uh, fellowship with God. Our prayers when we're long dead and gone. Our prayers will cover our generations. It, 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 was, it sounds like a simple thing she did, but it wasn't. You know, and, yeah. and she could have been in the spirit of fear, but she didn't. You know, a lot of people, uh, just like that man they hid them people, he could have been more about himself and saying, well, if I hide them, they're going to kill me if they find them. But he chose not to move in fear, in the spirit of fear, but in right. Was it right for them to kill them people for no reason other than hatred? You know, because they were of a certain tribe? But, uh,
2: yeah, and that, that's real good. And you know, one of the things about Rahab, she said something very important. It's kind of like Ruth. Ruth uh, also, she declared that she was just going to leave her uh, family behind and she was going to follow after God of Israel, the God that Naomi used, you know, the God of Israel. But one of the things that Rahab said, she said, <laughs> As soon as we heard these things Our hearts didn't melt Neither did there remain any more Courage in any man Because of you And then it says for the Lord Your God he is God in heaven above And in earth beneath Now this is what Rahab is saying And so when you think about this Rahab had Somewhat had Already resolved that this God of Israel, that there's nothing greater than Him, and this I'm, I'm talking about in um, Joshua two eleven is where I'm speaking from. So in her mind, she's already uh, had research and already had the knowledge base of who this God was. But not only did she take it as knowledge, she allowed it to be applied within her that and resolved it. There is no one greater than this God that you have. So I know that I I, I will submit to him. I will submit to his people because she acknowledged that uh, they were of God. She acknowledged that they were of God, uh, which is very important. And so she's going through and she is, uh, at this point, because of her actions, she says that choices, that she may now that her her and her family is being made inclusive to the tribe of Israel. And I totally agree with what you said that uh based on when you come into connection with people that are truly connected of God You know, and and, because we look at Jacob, when Jacob was in the midst of uh, his father who was taking advantage of him for so many years because he knew that he wanted his daughter um, and he was getting favor, everything was beginning to flourish around him. So we can take that to account, not to say that, okay, let's connect with this man of God or this woman of God because of that reason, but... We have to be careful on how we commune and relate with each other, um, knowing that when um, God is is with Israel, God is with the children of Israel, and that has never changed anywhere down the line, because when we get into Revelation, he's saying uh, these are the remnant that will be saved. He's still naming tribes of Israel. So we have to be careful on how we um, are... Uh, labeling and how we are Communion but we also have to take uh, true an actual factual Understanding of who that Tribe of Israel is
4: mm-hmm.
2: Okay And not uh, so a woman
4: that it's uh, not
2: based on she, the land Where they dwell it It's yes. based on that l- lineage Of who they actually is So I want to point that out uh, yes. Go ahead Minister Belinda, please
4: And she wasn't a person That served God you know what I'm saying she didn't have a relationship with God she heard of God how significant that is to just hear about that and that would influence your thought pattern you know can we relate that I mean if it's that powerful it makes you think you know If I have a relationship with God, if I've had an experience with God, if I've seen the glory of God and miracles in my life, and hear this woman that did not have a relationship, but just merely heard of events, we as children of God should have such a greater faith because we know him. We have experienced him. You know, and like Sister Donna was saying, I bet Naomi, she 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 saw her mother, mother in law's lifestyle, her husband. She was not a believer, but just the experience of that, when her husband died, she could have got another husband. But she chose to follow after Ruth. So "Your God will be my God," and left with this woman, not knowing the outcome of their what would happen to them. And because she had that 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 kind of mindset and and, and spirit in her, that she would go on and go to a, a, a Ruth's countrymen. And then be blessed because she followed the simple instructions to lay down, go in near this man, lay down at the end of his uh, feet. We we don't really know sometimes I think God's people don't really understand Is it the just the little things God wants you to do. Just veil, You might not see the beginning to end. He just wants you to oh, have that kind of faith just to obey. When God told Abraham, leave from amongst your people. That was one instruction. He had to leave by faith. But what he would obtain down the road. Sometimes it's our our mindset, our traditions, our fear, our own uh stubbornness, and we're praying and we're asking God to bless us, and the door is in front of us, but you can't get it until you go to the door. One door leads to one, another leads to another, but each door, you have to take the steps to what God says to get it. And he's using these strange women to show us So we can't say, well, you know, some people say, well, uh, uh, you'll hear people in that natural discard women or somebody that has a reputation. You could go back to the what God says. He said, uh, what's that scripture? He said these Republicans and harlots will enter into the kingdom of heaven before us, some of us. That's all I got like to say.
2: Hey Amen. That was good. I, I loved it. Um, Minister uh, uh, Gloria, please share what the Lord has given you in that area. Uh, you know, I
0: I believe that there's a contrast here between Rahab's character and her faith based on what she's heard. She's come to a belief it's not that she really has a religious background. I mean, this is a woman, the Bible says she's a harlot. Uh, she tries to protect the spies, not in a, you know, holy way, but she she lies. And she does whatever she has to. She's a survivor, you know, so she's going to do whatever she has to. But she's come to a measure of faith, but she's not a sanctified woman. And so, so she expresses her faith. based on her character, her faith is coming through the filter of her character. And so she will do whatever she has to, but she knows that she believes in the God of Israel, and she knows that Israel uh, is coming to take the land. And she is going to survive. That's that's what she does. She's a survivor. And um, Different from the people of her land, she knows of the God of Israel, and she has developed a measure of faith. So, you know, concerning the lie, and I know that uh, we had talked about that a little bit, she had some options. And I I think this is where her character was shown um, in the choice that she had. You know, she could have lied and... uh, how we perceive it, um, we can say, well, her lie was a little white lie. Some, some even Christians will say that you get, you know, you can tell a little white lie. Well, really, is that sin or isn't it? It is. It, a, a lie is sin. The Bible says that all lies, uh, that 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 the devil is the father of all lies, and it doesn't differentiate little lies from big lies or little white lies or whatever. It just says all lies originate from uh, the devil. Or we could have said, you know, as we read this story, we can uh, translate it or uh, perceive it that, uh, well, maybe Rahab's sin was excusable because she had a greater value in the people that she was trying to save. So, again, it's uh, based on our perception Or we can say, you know, uh, she told a lie, and Rahab's action was wrong. So how are we perceiving it? I think uh, plain and simple, her lie was a sin, and it's based—that is based on her character. She she is a woman of sin, Um, and she has come to a measure in the Lord. And so all of her behavior, although she is faithful, uh, she is going to express her faith at this point because she's not safe. She's going to express it through sin. But I, I love her statement in uh, chapter two. If I can just go back there for a minute. Uh, in chapter two, in uh, I'm looking at verse, Uh, from verse nine on, she says, uh, the the Bible says, and she said unto the men, and this is where her faith is expressed. uh, and, And she's just expressing her raw faith from her heart. She's not been refined in her faith, but she's basing it and she says clearly what it's based on here. She says, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that your terror is falling upon us. How does she know that? Because she knows the people she lives with and she's seen that they're running, they're hiding, they're they're doing whatever they have to to get away from these Israelites. So she knows that terror has fallen upon the land, but she knows that by what she sees. And then she goes on and she says, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Again, she's witnessing terror in her land. It's not that at this point, uh, you know, she's uh, prophesying or she, uh, she has any um, uh, developed uh, spirituality. It's just it, she's going based on what she's seen and what she's heard. And then she says in verse 20, for we have heard. And again, she, everything is coming through her senses. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Ammonites. So again, she's heard about all these stories, that you were on the other side of the Jordan, Sheham and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. Uh, so all of this is standing as testimony to her of who these Israelites are, the power of their God. And as soon as we, quote, heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in the earth beneath. So you, you see, she's the testimonies that have come through, the, the stories that have come through She's heard it, and she's watching, she's, she's seeing. So her faith is based on testimony. Um, But her character is still the character of a woman uh, who has lived in sin. Uh, so it, the, the, both of these things are at play here, and her faith is coming through this raw character. Uh, but yet in what she speaks, you know the Bible says, "Out of the mouth, the heart speaks," and you can see the faith that's in her her heart. Uh, we can hear it through her words.
2: Um, so, amen. Amen. And and amen. you know the Bible. I I totally agree with you. Absolutely, everything that you said is um, totally aligned with the Word of God. And yes. Right. Rightfully, we are not to lie because it is a sin. But nevertheless, she did. But I believe there was some redemption um, that passed through with faith, her faith. Um, I believe there was some deliverance that came through with her faith. So um, it's like that that, uh, past sin that she had was being wiped away in her faith, and um, she was moving over into a different uh, level in God. Uh, she was a brand that was plucked out, uh, from the burning. And uh, she also, um, possessed, uh, you know, a, she had a, a, a choice, you know, because of her choice, it changed her life for a lifetime. She made a, um, a decision at that point that was going to transcend her life, not only her life, but her family's life, and give her the opportunity to uh, be in the midst of the Israel, which brought back about the lineage, uh, brought her the Jesus Christ and our Lord and Savior. And, and and for her to play a major role in that, in the eyes of God, uh, and to be mentioned as a woman of faith because of her faith in hebrews again in the book of hebrews 11 um, verse 31 i, I want to read it again um it said by faith the harlot rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace uh obviously you know it's coming about and 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 um He's making uh, Paul, who is who am I'm speaking of, is making reference of this as saying that, uh, you know, uh, this woman she had some faith in there. She had she believed in God enough for Him to consider her as because faith is accounted for what righteousness in the eyes of God. So let's uh, continue on, um, Sister Jacqueline. Please share. What the Lord have given you?
1: I've just been listening to all of you um, so clearly and eloquently um, explain that. Give your take with that, and I can't um, agree with you more. But I, I will just go on to add, um, in comparison of what you all were saying about Rahab, how God ultimately used her. He used her right where she was, as um, Minister Gloria was saying. You know, she was, she was a harlot. She was a survivor. She did what she did to help take care of her family. They were, um, you know, even out of what she was doing, I mean, she had a father, a mother, her brothers and sisters, and obviously she felt as though um, her position, she was still, she had to help provide for her family for whatever poverty-stricken or whatever they had been a part of. She did what she had to do to protect her family. And ultimately, when she saw, and as you, um, you also said, she saw from um, from hearing her faith was developed from hearing what the God of Israel had done. She, in her mindset, she was she put it together as this is the God over the heavens and the earth. You know, He's able to do amazing things. I've I've, I've heard what He has done in two different incidents, and she in herself, she's like. I dare not um, betray this God because I've I've heard the stories of what he has done. He has to be the God of heaven and the God of earth. And you're coming to me. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. But in turn, again, because she's a survivor, she says, listen, I'm going to help you. You help me, you know, because that's in, in her position of what she did as a harlot. You know, she gave a favor. She got a favor. You know, in whatever monetary or however they be paid, her and, and bought um, in the in a, a calf or a goat or what have you, she was she would, she would be paid for herself. So quite naturally, she says, "Listen, I'm going to help you. You help me." And in doing so, not even realizing what she was doing, how the the how the Lord would look upon what she had done, He saw it in her heart as her protecting her family having faith in the God of Israel. So God looked favorably upon that. And, and and when I was thinking about it, I was listening to all of what you were sharing and I was thinking about even how um God God is a God of love and He's he's a merciful God and He looks beyond what man sees on the outside. Yes she was a harlot. She did what she had to do, but in God's eyes she protected his people. You know, she knew enough in, in whatever place that she was in life to acknowledge God. And in turn, he favored her, and he acknowledged that what she had done. You know, we all tend to, we see things from the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart of a man, and he knows where people really are and what their true intentions are. You know, you can say anything you want to say to man, but you can't fool God because he knows the intent of your very heart. And and in that, God saw that She was not, probably, what she wasn't an evil person. She did what she had to do, like um, Minister Gordon said, out of survival, out of mere survival, wanting to live. And she made the same decision out of survival, not even realizing that she was really honoring God, you know. She didn't take, I'm sure, because she had not a relationship with God, but what she had done put her in a different relationship with God and the people of Israel. Amen.
2: Hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of people that have the knowledge base of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They have the knowledge base of God, uh, the father. Um, when I say that, because there's some that only submit to the, uh, God, the father, uh, Abba father. Um, there's some that only, um, have more practices in looking at the spiritual nature, uh, Spiritual aspects of life, um, but they have uh, somewhat of a knowledge base of of Jesus Christ. Uh, she had a knowledge base of, uh, of our Abba Father, the God at, at that time, um, being the Father, um, and but she didn't have the knowledge base of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But nevertheless, she okay. believed. Not only the, the Bible says she believed that he was who he was. I believe that there has to be some type of uh, submission um, to allow and believe in order for her to make that choice. Um, Minister Belinda, please share your thoughts in that area. Uh, Minister Belinda, if you're there. Well, while we're waiting um, for Minister Belinda, I want to go. Yeah, can you
4: can you repeat that right quick? What did okay. you actually? So
2: I was saying that you know I'm saying that in order for her to make that decision, because there's obviously there were many people in that uh, environment that she was existing in that believed that uh, they had the knowledge base because she said she heard um, of this God, you know, and she heard what the lord had done so but there were many people that probably have heard it because if she heard it she heard it from someone so how was it that she heard it to the point and she believed enough to say okay uh yes uh i will side with this god because many didn't side with the god even though that they uh had heard the story what was it that was different about Rahab that made her, because the Bible said, because she believed uh, to that point, a lot of people uh, have a surface of knowledge, but she believed it. Uh, what What are your thoughts on that area?
4: You know, I, I asked this. Okay, she believed, but out of all them people, why did God send those men into her house? You know, you ever think of that? All them people, God could have had them go in a different house. But why was she the one that was picked to go? God doesn't do anything without a purpose. Okay? Why were those men led to go in her house? They could have went in anybody else's house. Why, you know... And then you you ask yourself, so why did God pick a, a holler house? You know, sometimes the religious of people will say, you know, I've heard uh, people of God say, well, you know, these people are that. Why are they going up there? Why are they hanging out with these people? You know, but why did God send them in in there? Why why, why was that the house? And and, and it makes you think, did, did God give her the opportunity to say yay and nay? Or did he know her heart already and that she would hide him? And when you say that they all knew, yeah, yeah. But she chose to believe. You know, and and, and look, it's so symbolic too. How many people seen Jesus when he was walking on this earth? Seen miracles, seen a man that they knew. They spent 30 years in front of a temple. Never seen the man walk. 30-something years begging. And this man deep. He gets healed by Paul, and, I, I mean Peter. Which one? Even when blind eyes, you could go to the one uh, uh, with the blind eyes. Was born by birth the blind eyes, and, and, and Jesus heals him. You know now in his community, community, I knew him. You know they knew that he didn't. He was blind, but his eyes are opened up. Here, followers of Jesus, and this man is at the temple. And he's been here 30-something years. And then all of a sudden, he's walking. He goes in the temple now. And they see this with their own eyes. And some people do not believe. It's amazing to me. I have never seen somebody have their eyes open. But let me tell you something. If I've seen somebody, I know that has been behind And their eyes are open. I, I, there's no way that I could deny that. If somebody paralyzed for years, and I know that, and they walk in my house and tell me G- Jesus, God has touched them. But people didn't believe <laughs> some of his followers uh, left Jesus. So, you know, I say it depends it, it depends on, on on you. You know, she she chose to believe just by hearing of these things. You know, they said she, she had heard. I don't know if she saw I didn't see it say she saw it. She heard. And there's that scripture he says, you know, that people the faith of a person that has not seen, but believe. What made her just believe? You know, you can't say... The only thing I can say is her faith. I've heard, you know... I can... I'm just saying from experience, because I can relate to... I've heard of people saying that people have seen the dead raised. I've heard of people saying they seen the blind eyes open I've heard of people saying that a child was born crippled and then the power got moved they heard the, the bones cracking and the child's legs started coming out I've just heard of that I believe that you know what I'm saying I, if you've been touched by God in one area and you know there's no way man had never touched you nobody had done it but God, then you'd have to believe all of those other things because they're even in Scripture. Just because I haven't seen them yet, if God wrote it in me, he said, I believe it. You know, you believe it. This person heard of it and believed it. But I, I've asked the question, Lord, out of all them people, they went into her house. And if she had not hid them in, they would have known that the Israelites were, you know, not far because they sent their spies in. They could have mastered up an army and went against them. So a lot was in play in that. But that one house he chose, what house, stay with it.
2: Amen. You know, I, I totally agree with you. That sometimes in religion we tend to look at things in the eyes of the environment we exist in, traditions and customs and things that are written by other men to draw Interpretation and assumption, but when we when we have that relationship with God, that divine, um, intimate connection with God, we tend to say, "Lord, help me to understand this." And you know, there was um, one uh, quote that I seen coming across Facebook, and I can't remember the particular uh, woman's name, but she made the comment. She said, "It's okay if you talk to God, but." to jesus but if jesus responds to you then you you know you're mental but that's not true in the eyes of a christian a born again believer because we believe that we can talk to jesus and jesus responds back whether it's through dreams visions um he speaks to us by his word and in ma- many other ways and i i truly believe that jesus christ is is responsive to our prayers and our communications, our inward uh, desire and connection to strive and be connected with him. So he he will give you that extra level of revelation, vision of his word so that we can remain um, in his true mandate, because there are a lot of interpretations and a lot of things out there, especially commentaries and things like that that will, you know, bring you to a conclusion without Looking at the fullness of the word of God and getting the full justification and kingdom mandate, that order, sovereign will that comes from God. So let's look at James chapter 2 also, uh, what James is saying here, when he is uh, talking about faith and works, Uh, faith uh, without... Uh, works is dead and, and and then works without faith is dead. So he's coming in and he's bringing a, an example of Rahab in here. In verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 25, he says, Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works. But when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Also, so let's look at that. What is what is James talking about there, um, Minister Gloria?
0: All right. So um, we have a level of faith, uh, but if we don't act on our faith, uh, then the faith is like a, as if it's dormant. Um, so putting express, expressing our faith through what we do, what we say um it brings it to life uh you know the the bible says faith is the is the uh, believing in what you hope for so it's um, we have faith, we pray, we put it before God, but we'll never know if God will answer us if we just sit and don't do something about it uh so this is um uh, putting faith into action, if you will. Amen.
2: Amen, amen. And notice that he also points out in 2060, as far as the body without spirit is dead. And again, he's re- relating to Rahab. So she must have had uh, something that, that forced her above the beyond, as Minister Belinda was saying, ab- above the norm of believing. She had something that took her to the next level, and 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 we can relate that to um, in the book of uh, Daniel when we look at Meshach, Abednego, and Shadrach, and they're in the burning furnace. They they have went above the norm of believing in this God to the point that they were not uh, touched. They were not. They were a brand that was plucked out of the fire. The, the fire was there, but around them and surrounding them, but it didn't touch them. So they, their belief was beyond the norm of believing. And I believe that Ray has uh, faith was beyond the norm of believing, and, and, and it's, he makes reference to for as the body without the spirit is dead. So her body has to have been alive to effect the faith until the level that God is speaking of. Not a normal just confidence where we say, uh, well, I'm confident that God is going to do this, but our confidence also is in ourselves, and we begin to apply our own nature in it. I believe her confidence was at a level of faith
3: in God. Uh, uh,
2: Minister, uh, sorry, Sister Jacqueline, please share what the Lord is giving you in that area.
1: In terms of of her faith, she she believes. Um, and, and just from what she had been hearing, um, experiencing, like you said, you know, people have a tendency to talk around you about what's going on. And in, in her listening and hearing these things, she did. She developed a level of faith in God um, that was given unto her that caused her and in turn, you know, um, affected her actions and the things that she was going to do and um, like uh, Mr. Belinda had said, I don't believe it was an accident that God sent those men to her home, because of course, you know, we we serve a a sovereign, omniscient, omnipresent God. So He knows all, and He knew that she would be the one who would, because of what she had experienced, would be just the one to uh, be of assistance in this time of for those men, because had they sent her to somebody else's home. They may not have had that level of faith and believe and could have been too afraid even to act as they did because her faith overrode her fear because the the king came right to her immediately. She could have put her family in danger. But she was not moved by the by the, the fear of what could be done to her. Her faith was stood up even that much stronger that she believed that if she protected those men that God was in um that it would be good for her not to die because she didn't even really have a relationship with him. But she just believed that she would have been, She and her family was better off protecting those men than protecting the the men from the king. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Bless the Lord. That's that's very good, and I, I like the point. That I mean, it's like she submitted. She went. She submitted to the will of God. She didn't just. Um, she wasn't like any normal, everyday uh, someone who receives knowledge base. She went well beyond the area she wanted to perform the works of for the will of God. She she did, made choices there. She made choices. Yes, it saved her and her family, but she also was in awe of God. She understood that I cannot go against this God, similar to uh, Nebuchadnezzar. He knew that he made a mistake by a snap uh, of the button because he had made a decision to uh, have um, Daniel go into the lion's den, but then he realized uh, the decision, it was like a trap. And he so he went in into fasting and seeking the Lord for deliverance of Daniel. It, it wasn't like uh, he intentionally wanted him to be destroyed. So there was a, a, a change. There was some decision-making there that Nebuchadnezzar had already had become uh, conclusive that he has to follow through with his decision. But he didn't agree with his decision. So, um, Minister Belinda, we're getting uh, down to the last few hours. Please share uh, your final thoughts about uh, this uh, beloved woman of God uh, in his eyes. Mm -hmm. We can see uh, later that it was Mm -hmm. stated even in the New Testament about her. She, Mm She had... A simple nature, but at some point there was some transformation, there was some renewing, there was some restoration uh, that went on even in that time. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was spoken of, but had not came into the earth that we he uh, God may be known in the earth through him.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: God was there even at that time. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, and, and see, her lifestyle could prepare for that. 'Cause you think about God has never made a woman to be a harlot. And she made risky choices. Anytime you work you're in that profession. You're allowing strangers to come in and use your body with no emotion and leave you in and out, in and out, in and out. So you're you know, that's a risk taker right there. And to live that kind of lifestyle, you know, the loneliness it must have been for her. And to hear about a God and what he did for his people, you know, it tells the love that he had for his people. And maybe out of her her circumstances of that lifestyle made her choose. You know, you could live a life that is so... You know, uh, to me, it's a horrible lifestyle. It's not a judgment. It's, it's, you know, I don't think you ever get accustomed to that. There's a lot of women that are in that profession, wind up taking drugs, because it's not a natural state. And maybe because she had already learned risk and danger, that it gave her a better insight to hear of this God the love and see the example of love and honor that God does, that she needed that. She was willing to risk to get a portion of what they're getting. So, I mean, you think on different, you know, fragments of that. Because a lot of people have chose God out of knowing, just getting a taste of it, and experience a taste of that mag, that majesty of love and power. And the lifestyle that they've lived, they know what the sewer is like. They know what this, whatever, that they say, I got a hold I'm grabbing hold to this. I've never experienced nothing like this. I'm holding to this. And I've seen this spiritually with people that have come out of stuff that they, they fight like a rat. I'm, I'm going to use an example. It may not be that thing, but like a rabbit dog. They will hold on to God and will not let go because they have come out of something and been there so long. And to touch the majesty, you know, like that woman, what is it, Was 12 years with that blood issue? She grabbed a hold to Jesus' garment. Just by following him and seeing the miracles he's doing. She will, was willing to press through and grab the helmet, the garment of his helmet, of his garment. To get her, her miracle. She knew that she was tired of suffering and that she needed what this man had. But that's my final thing, that uh, uh, there's just so much, and people need to, when they read, look at all the aspects of what God's doing, and, and and that there's a sovereign God that looks beyond, and if you could just get a hold to him, grab a hold to him, if you're tired of religion. If you're tired of bondage, tired of lies being told to you, and you sit and wonder, okay, is this another uh, temp service God, or is this a real God? Be like that woman did. Grab a hold to his garment and see. Do like Rahab did. Let me me grab a hold to this and see if, if this is real. My life will change. And the scripture says there are many gods, but there is one living God. Many dead gods. There is one living God. Try That's all I have.
2: Amen. And um, after we give our final... Statements on what we have read and about Rahab and we go on to the solution for possibly anyone that is out there But uh, before before we do that, let's finish uh, our statements, final statements on Rahab um, Minister Gloria, please share your final thoughts about Rahab I think Rahab
0: was uh... Um, as as we said earlier, she was a survivor, and uh, Rahab. Uh, I think in her experience of daily daily surviving, at some point, when she heard about the God of Israel, I think a woman like her would have been. Uh, it would have been very easy for her to look at this God a little more intentionally than other people might have looked at him. You know, this was a woman who, she didn't look to men anymore. She was probably uh, a woman who had been abused by the men in her society and her culture. She had been as a harlot rejected. Um, She had been let down. um, She and her family. And she had resorted to this lifestyle by the, uh, the hardships that she had endured in her life. And so when she started to hear the stories about what God was doing, I think someone like her would listen a little more intentionally than other people. And she would have listened time and again as she heard the stories coming through. And she had developed a faith because of the repeated stories And I think that because of her hardship, she might have reached out in in response, in her own heart, although she had not met the Israelites up until that point. But I think in her own heart, she might have reached out and said, well, maybe if this God can do it for them, maybe he can do it for me, too, if, if I love him, if I turn to him. And at some point in her life, through the hardship perhaps and uh because because of the hardship uh and because of the testimonies that she was hearing in some way in her own heart, she had reached out in faith in a response in a positive response to this God of israel um, i I don't think she was sanctified at all but uh because she continued in this uh you know this lifestyle that she had. But I think her faith had begun to develop. And so here they were knocking at her door, these Israelites knocking at her door. And uh, it was a moment of testing for her. Would she respond and and help them or would she not? And and, uh, I think in some way her faith was being tested. Um, I think in a way all of the characters of this story... All of their faith was being tested. These two spies, the very fact that they were there and the role that they were playing, it was a testing of Israel, too. Can we take this land? Let's, let's, let's go look at it. Let's see what it's about. And these two spies are there, and they're there on faith. They could have lost their lives right there, even before the rest of the army of Israel came in, because the king was already after them. The king already knew exactly where they were. And so these two men were men of faith. And the fact uh, that they were fulfilling their mission and the commands that they were giving, uh, this is just faith coming together. But really, I think we're looking at the faithfulness of God in keeping his people. And... We can see that, you know, God's people are not perfect. Uh, he doesn't pick perfect people. Uh, he, picks, he picks us right where we are in the situations that we're in, uh, the circumstances that we're in. And it's the, re- it's the response to God's heart. It's a response to God's faithfulness. Our confidence is not in our own faith, but it's in the faithfulness of the Lord. It's in the promises of God. Um, So this story of faith, you know, it's showing us faith on uh, on a number of levels. And uh, um, in this case, we're looking at Rahab. But I think um, this story is about faith in general. But it's speaking volumes to us about the faithfulness of God and how His faithfulness helps us to grow in our faithful response Uh, and that we can respond and we can encourage others and help others to respond faithfully to God. That we don't have to be, you know, holy and cleaned up and uh, we don't have to uh, be all that to come to God. We can all come to God right where we are and we can reach for him and believe that he is faithful uh, so I, I think that's
2: what Rahab is showing us here today. Amen. Amen, absolutely. Um Sister Jacqueline, please share um your final thoughts on Rahab as well. Thank
1: you. Um, I almost want to kind of just um <clears throat> say ditto to both Minister Melissa and um Minister Gloria for what they had shared because um when you when you start um looking at the different uh stories in the Bible you really have to like I um, mean it's to say you have to uh, dig a little deep it's not just the surface because first of all the the Bible was not written in the in the King James English you know it's written in the Greek and the Hebrew so there they are not enough English words to really uh, um, to really effectively properly convey what God intended and spoke in the Greek and the Hebrew by way of his service. So you really have to study the word of God. But you must look at it and see that for every every story that's in the Bible, the Bible is all inspired by God. So he in his sovereignty and his his wisdom, he chose everything that was going to be written And, and in a time where, you know, we we know not of, we only can kind of study their existence and kind of relate to where they are. But like the scripture says, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new that um, we as a people are experiencing today that has not been touched on in biblical times. That you can find whatever, wherever you are in your life, you can find a story in God's word that that pertains to where you are and, and there's always a solution to bring you out, but you have to want it. And I think that in Rahab's case, she wanted something different. I I really believe that because I don't think it was by happenstance that God just came to, that he sent those men to her house. Because word was out that they were coming to spy out their land. The king was aware of it. The people had been talking about the God of Israel. So it wasn't like it was a secret. But he chose Rahab's house. He sent those men to her house because he knew she was just at that place in her life that she could be the one that that would be um, favorable in this situation. Because maybe someone else may have been too afraid to go against the king, to 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 um, kind of betray the loyalty of the kingdom at that time. And so God chose the men to go to her house. But I'm saying all of that to say that God takes control ultimately. And wherever you are in your life, in your situation, wherever you may find yourself, you can find yourself in the word of God if you pick it up and you look no matter um, if you have, if you, if you need to get delivered, if you are delivered and you still want to walk in a, a stronger place in a, in a, um, and get closer to God, you can find yourself in the word of God. And and Rahab's story is just one incident of where God has placed that in his holy scripture that if a man finds himself in a place that is not, um, you you hear about God, so to speak, and you know that there is a God out there and it's greater than your circumstance. Rahab's story is a story that can, can propel you to take that faith, that little faith of a mustard seed that you have that there is a God, and take it to another level and, and actually receive God for yourself and have a relationship with God and grow thereof. Amen?
3: Amen,
2: amen. This is really um, one of very nice and good topics today uh, for the body of Christ, uh, to understand that things that, we see as being strange, um, maybe God has a plan in it all. Maybe God has uh, a direction for it. Although that he said, be holy as I am holy, we should be striving for it. Once we have crossed over as uh, Rahab did, uh, she crossed over totally. She just trusted and submitted herself. Totally uh, to the fact that God was the only God And he was the highest God And that is a wonderful thing And that's what we all want to be So once we have totally submitted And said God is that The most high God He is El Shaddai The almighty God He is the sovereign God Of our lives Then we um, we're, we're taking a new walk And she did She took a new walk her, she and her family were uh, now connected into the divine will of God because they began to they were mixed in and, and related with Israel, and in that we can see that we spoke about Tamar last week. Tamar was from the lineage of um, uh, the Canaanites. She was a, just like Rahab. She was a Canaanite, and. So Lot uh Ruth was from uh, Lot was one of her forefather because she was a Moab Moabite. She came from the Moab uh tribe of Lot's one of Lot's son, which was Moab, the other one was Ammon. Well she came from Moab. Uh, that's and so she was a Moabite, but she nevertheless related and, and mixed into the tribe of Judah. So Judah was one of the sons of Israel. So there are many tribes of Israel, but the tribe of Judah is where our the son of God, Jesus Christ, God coming down in the flesh, uh, ascended from the tribe of Judah. So now we have also two... Um, Mm -hmm. I said ascended, but he came from the tribe of Judah. So now we have um, Tamar, and Tamar has these twins, Zerah and Perez, and so Perez has Salmon. So Salmon being the uh, grandson of Tamar marries Rahab, which Rahab was a Canaanite, and now she is... Married to Salmon, and they have Boaz. And this is where Ruth married Boaz. And then we have the King David, and then Solomon, and Yahshua, Jesus Christ, salvation unto us. And so. King David also married Bathsheba, and, uh, or he yeah, later married Bathsheba, who was originally the wife of Uriah, as it is mentioned in Matthew chapter 1. And this is where Solomon comes from again, and then we have Yeshua. So we're going to talk about Bathsheba next week, because uh, she is often stated as, a, as to be a strange woman of the Bible. But nevertheless, she was used. For the forthcoming of our uh, Savior Jesus Christ And also too she was um, You know the Most of the book of Proverbs There's a lot of Instruction there's a lot of uh, Things offered there for women um, We can't Say that she was the one That influenced it all But she was the mother of Solomon um, So we're going to Talk about that next week but Before we um, leave here today we we want to also have time for prayer please give um a short assumption of your solution to the body of christ for those that may have experienced what rahab is going through right right now and that rahab was a harlot rahab was considered to be um a liar you know she didn't tell the truth when they came to her What is the solution for anyone out there so that they can receive that redemption and fall into the relationship and covenant with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Because we're not really looking for relationship and covenant in man uh, so much. We do want to have that because we do want to relate with each other and love each other and be compassionate and merciful with each other. But most of all, we want to have that relationship and covenant with our Lord and Savior Uh, Minister uh, Gloria Please share what the Lord uh, Has on your heart for the body of Christ
0: now You know I I think uh, The one thing That the enemy would want to destroy In all of us is uh, our faith in God Because if he can do that Then he destroys basically our Relationship with the Lord You know uh, the coming to faith It's a battle It's a battle in our minds It's a battle in our hearts Really, the, 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 uh, it's like there's a, there's a court in our heart that we've got to, uh, we've got to weigh everything, uh, that we hear about God, everything that we see God doing in other people's lives. These are testimonies and these testimonies are powerful. And how we respond to them, how we weigh it, how we, uh, how we're perceiving it also with our mind um, so that we can come to a place in our own faith where we can make a decision and say, I want to choose God for myself. And we can't allow the circumstances of our life where we are to keep us from God because it's really God's faithfulness to us. It's what God is doing, not what we're doing. If, if we rely on anything we're doing, we will fail. If we rely on a person, on our money, on whatever it is that we think that we have, uh, that we're leaning that we can lean on, that thing will fail us. It's the faithfulness of God that is our confidence. And God is faithful to pursue us. Uh, but we've got to respond in a positive way. And we can't say, well, you know, Rahab could have said, well, she's a harlot and uh, she's not good enough. Or she could have been, uh, she could have gotten lost in her own shame, in her own embarrassment, uh, and all the negative things about her life. And she could have felt unworthy. But she saw a moment. And I tell you that I think for Rahab, it was more about survival, because that's what she knew. But she had a little bit of faith. And that little bit of faith is what allowed her to respond positively. Because she could have turned these two men in to the king, and the king probably might have rewarded her in some way also. But she had heard the testimonies that God had destroyed nations for the Israelites, he had overcome the Egyptians, he had overcome, uh, the Lord had uh, moved on behalf of the Israelites against powers. And because of that, she knew in her heart that this king could not overcome the God of Israel. Uh, so between the testimonies that she heard, she had uh, she had developed this uh, faith. And that little bit of faith that she had, because it was only because of what she heard from a distance uh, that she could believe. But it was enough faith, you know. If we have faith as big as a mustard seed; <laughs> it's enough. Um, the Bible says we can turn a whole ship with a little tiny steering wheel, and that's how our faith is. Our faith, even if we have a little faith, it is powerful, and it can allow us to make decisions in our hearts for God respond positively to God no matter what our circumstances no matter what it looks like on the outside we have to give our hearts to the Lord and reach for him you know that's where the works come in if we reach for him if we uh, the Bible says if we draw near to him he will draw near to us and let out the confession of our mouth be one of faith Believe God, and he will bring you out. He will deliver you. He will deliver you. And God also has the power to sanctify, and he does that. He begins to do that immediately when we receive Jesus Christ into our hearts. Uh, We were not there the day that Jesus was crucified, but by faith we believe that he died for us. By faith we receive his finished work at the cross for the redemption, for my redemption, and for the forgiveness of our sins. We believe that by faith. And uh, because of that, we have life eternal. Believing, we have to speak it, and we have to reach for God. Pray to him. Ask him for the things that you need. Ask him to come into your heart and be the Lord and the Savior of your heart. And he will. He is Faithful, We're not relying on what we can do, but on his faithfulness. His faithfulness is our confidence.
2: Amen. Amen.
4: Amen.
0: Amen. 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 So let's,
2: uh, Minister Belinda, please share uh, a brief solution for the body of Christ. Um, out there, we want to have time to open up the lines and also to pray mm-hmm. for the body of Christ.
4: Thanks. I believe Sister Gloria said it all, you know, and we need to, you know, when God shows up, he's not showing up for your past because he knows your beginning and your end. He's showing up for hope. He's showing up for the medicine that your soul needs.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: He's showing up for the lifeline that you need to come out. He's showing up uh, for healing and deliverance. He's not looking at your past. All of that all of that belongs to the devil. You know, he comes to heal to to, to set free the captives free and to mend the broken hearted. And that's what Rahab received. You know, and that's for us all. You know, some people are out there and they're hating God and it's not God. It's a, that religious God you've been taught. You know, to know the real living God is two different things. And it's not what man has said. You know, God is beyond measure. And, and, and that's the God that she had heard of. And that's the God that changed her life. And I Amen. hope whoever's been on the line hears that. Everything Amen. that each sister has said.
3: Amen.
2: Hallelujah. Um, sister Jacqueline, please uh, share your solution um, for someone that may be experiencing or have that. Uh, thought in their mind that they are That strange woman um, That people perceive That they're strange or they feel That's strange they're not Aligned with um, The will of God they they Have forsaken Jesus Christ And ran away they're going through Strange situations right Now uh, that they're having to make Decisions in uh, What would be the solution for
1: that person Um what I would say to someone today that maybe find themselves in that place, um, there is um, some time ago, early on in, in my Christian walk, I had come to um, there was a place in my in my life, and I think we all, because God created us in a in a manner, we as human beings, we have all been created in the image of God, man and woman, created us to worship Him. But he also gave us a free will to choose him, because he doesn't want to force himself upon anyone. You know, having a relationship with God is something that you choose to do. He's not going to make you serve him. You have to want to into desire to serve God and to have a relationship with him and have him to come into your life. And and I will say this, because a lot of people think that sometimes you know you give your life to to the Lord, that everything immediately it's fine, you know, there's no more struggle, that life life with Christ is going to be some walk in the park. And I'm here to, to say that is the furthest thing from the truth, because the word says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. There will be struggles, and there will be hard times, but it's easier to move on a path of, of correction and, and walking uprightly before the Lord with God, as opposed to Staying in this world and fighting against God, and so if you're in this world and, and you don't yet know the Lord, my suggestion would be for you to just reach out to Him because He's there and He really is want to that peace that's inside of you that's not dormant right now because we all have it. We're, we've made we're made in the image of God, and it's just a matter of us, like Minister um, Gloria said, we have to perform the work. We have to reach out to God. And the Bible says without the faith in God, it's impossible to please God. So if you want to have a relationship with Christ and what would please him is for you to utilize the faith that he's given to each and every one of us. It's the size of a mustard seed, but it's in there. And all you have to do is reach out to the Lord, and he'll begin to um, water it and, and, and pour into it that it can grow thereof and become, your faith will no longer be little faith, but you can at some point have great faith. But you have to do the work. You have to reach out to God. You have to come to Him and um, bend your knees not in the literal sense, but in your heart. You have to bow your heart to the Lord and accept Him as Lord and Savior over your life and He will begin to grow that mustard seed faith in your life that is there. You have it, but you have to act upon it. So if there's something that you're missing in God or feel that you're missing in your life, you just have to reach out for it, and God will be there. He says, draw nigh to me, and I will draw nigh unto you. So he's really just waiting for you with open arms, and he'll take you in, and life will begin differently. I assure you it will be better than where you are because life with with God is so much better than life without God. But to whatever level that you take it to is going to depend upon you reaching out to the Lord. Amen.
2: Amen. Uh, I just want to read briefly before we open up the lines real quick, and I'm reading for, for, for my solution uh, for the body of Christ. First um, John 1, I'm reading from verse 5 through 10. It says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So uh, my solution is repentance, number one. Study the word of God Communicate with him daily on the, uh, More than daily Every moment of the day Fellowship with him Let the Lord thy God Love him with all your heart Love the Lord thy God with all of your heart There is nothing greater than that um, If you love him with all of your heart You'll desire to be in the light And you'll desire to leave darkness The closer you get into his presence, the more that you are coming to a reality that there's a need for repentance and letting go of things of the old nature and moving closer into the new nature of Jesus Christ. We are truly born again. Um, that's what we all want so that we can inherit that eternal life with our Lord and Savior and walk on the narrow path into the narrow gate. And as uh, Mister Jacqueline said, it's not an easy journey, but with him and in him and him in you, you can do it, and he's there for you 24 hours a day to help you through the way. And also join um, him with others who fellowship in the Lord, who can give you that godly counsel and help to keep you, hold you accountable and keep you in the line of righteousness and also to his righteousness, not the righteousness of this world, but also, too, that will uh, share the word of God that you can, on and sharpen on. if you're reading the word of God. Um, that's where you want to be. That is the solution that I have for you, and I'm going to open up the lines, Any, If any of the callers, if you have anything you would like to get, share insights, if you have any prayer requests, um, any. The thing that you would like to say at this time, please, uh, state your name and where you're calling from. And if you choose to remain anonymous, it's okay. Just let us know where you're calling from. Lines are open. Praise the Lord.
5: Praise I'm the Lord. Calling, calling from South Florida. Um, I like to remain anonymous, but I just want to um, give God thanks that I came just on time. Onto the um, the the conference call and um, the topic that um, each of you ministers are touching based on is actually the same topic that I was on this morning. <laughs> Faith. Um, so I just I just want to um, give God thanks um, for those encouraging words because in the body of Christ we we really have to have that you know what I'm saying because the journey is you know challenging and you know test and trial will come our, our way but. You know, something that I was reading from um, Romans chapter 8, um, I believe it was verse, um, I think it was verse 20, 22 through 24, mm-hmm. either that or verse 31 through 35, what shall separate us from Christ? We, you know, death, principality, darkness, um, powers, I mean, demons, nothing shall by any means be able to separate us from God. Um, so I just um, ask of you, um, women of God, to, to pray um, for my faith that God will Continue to increase my faith in him So I can do his good will
2: Amen Amen Look, uh, Thank you, thank you for sharing And that that is um, a very important Aspect of it And not only do we want to pray For you, we want to pray for the whole Body of Christ um, Out there that we will Be able to remain um, Empowered, sustained Connected in that true covenant relationship with Him. And um, can I ask uh, Minister Jack, um, Sister Jacqueline, can you please pray in that area for us?
1: Praise God. Father God, in the mighty and the massive name of Jesus Christ, will God, we thank you, Father, for all that has gone forth on this day, will God. We thank you right now, Father God, for the prayer request of this woman who has just called in, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for her faithfulness, Lord God, and her desire, Lord God, to seeking wise counsel and to have a closer walk with you, Lord God. Father God, we thank you and we ask, Lord God, that you continue to bless her and honor and and keep that fire alive in her, Lord God, that it burns not out, Lord God, that she continues, Lord God, to seek your faith, Lord God, to seek after you, to do your will, Lord God, accordingly in her life, Father God. Strengthen her in every area and capacity, Lord God, that she may have a trouble, Lord God. Father God, continue to keep your hedge of protection around her, Lord God, as you continue to walk with her and guide her and gird her up in the truth of your word, Lord. We thank you right now, Lord God, yet again for her tenure, Lord God, to bless her and keep her at this time. And anything that's connected to her, Lord God, that her hands, Lord God, will do everything for her to do father god and that she's just obedient to your word and continue to be faithful and to to show herself a a a faithful studier of you and she's continuing to grow thereof and in jesus name lord god we thank you and we give all these things unto you in the name of your son jesus amen
2: Amen. And Lord, uh, we just want to lift up the body of Christ. So, oh Father, for anyone that is out there struggling right now, that um, is, is struggling from flesh to spirit and spirit to flesh, we ask, O oh Lord, that you will um, arrest them in their mind, spirit, and soul, Father, because we release them before you as clay and you are the potter over their life. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you will mold and shape into your likeness, into your image, O oh God, and that as they are molded, we ask the Lord, you are the refiner. You are the refiner's fire. So we ask the Lord that you purify the whole body of Christ, including us, O Lord, that we will stand faithful and erected in your kingdom, O Lord, and never uh, fall into the hands of Satan again, Father. And we ask that he have no commissions over our life, that you will reject it, that you will bind it out, O Father. We ask in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that you will... Take off the hands of Satan off of your children, oh God, and then we will be able to walk into that narrow path, to reach that narrow gate, to have eternal life in you. We ask of all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it be so. Let it be done. In your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And we want to thank everyone for listening in. It's the Kingdom Mandate. We will be back again next week as we talk about Uh, Shiba another uh, person that is considered to be a strange woman of God join us at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we come to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ God bless everyone may he empower and equip you for the days to come in Jesus name Amen
3: Mm -hmm.